give God a moment of um, silence and um, confessing our sins and we pray for cleansing and faith. Holy God, our Father, we thank you for revealing yourself to us through your only begotten Son, Jesus Christ. He is the truth. He is the way and is the life. He is the truth because he revealed who you are, being the, the creator and um, the holy one. And he is the way because only through his redemption we can receive your love, receive your forgiveness, and enter your family as members and your kingdom as siblings. And he is the life because only in him we can have not only eternal life, but a meaningful and blessed life in while we are on the earth. So thank you for revealing who you are and what you want us to be through Christ. We are here because we believe in him. We receive the seed of faith from you and you have watered it with your word, with the Holy Spirit, and, um, and you have let our faith grow. Now we believe in what you've done, you've done before. We also believe what you will do in the future. That is our hope. And with the faith and hope as the bookends, now we want to do right. We want to love you with all our being and love others as ourselves. We know that we still fall short of your perfection while we are walking on the earth. We have been bathed clean, but we walk on the unclean ground and our feet need to be washed. You gave us the baptism as a symbol of bathing us by the blood of Christ, making us clean, acceptable in your eyes. You also gave us this second ordinance, which is the communion. It's like the washing our feet by our Lord Jesus Christ. We are here to receive this. The Apostle Peter said, you shouldn't do this, but the Lord said, if you don't do this, you have nothing to do with me. So we want to have everything to do with you, but we know that we don't have to be bathed again. We already are cleansed by the faith in Christ Jesus. By his blood, we are holy now in your eyes. But for every thought, word, and act that has fallen short of perfection, righteousness, holiness, and self-sacrificial love for any of those that come to you to confess. <sighs> we know that causes your dissatisfaction and it can cause the loss of fellowship. But we know our relationship with you is secure. So as we confess our sins, we pray that you cleanse us, restore us in fellowship and fill us with your Holy Spirit. Guide us, control us, lead us and use us for your cause, for your glory, which is to spread your truth and love to the rest of the world. I pray that as we obey, we shall experience your sweetness and goodness. You loved us, and that's all we need. And we could never question your love, but we now want to seek for your pleasure. May you restore everything of that through this communion. In Jesus' name.
electronic connection is not stable. Okay, I'll try to avoid that place. <laughs> okay, uh, in our devotional communion, uh, we are doing a series called How Did Israel Do Under the Law? In other words, how did they violate the spirit of the law in the course of, uh, uh, in the course of uh, Old Testament history? Remember the spirit of the law? What's the five vertical? Be grateful, be faithful, be consistent, be trusting, be obedient. What are the five uh, horizontal? Respect life, respect marriage, respect property, be just, and be fair. Okay. So we're doing the number three now. Okay. Um, when did Israel stop being consistent? In other words, they claim to be God's people, but they act like pagans. Build what? Uh, that is the second. That's that's the not faithful. They already built the. Huh? Um, they didn't have faith, right? But that's not quite like pagan. That's just not good, good believers. Okay, uh, what makes them like pagans or like the Canaanites? Not long after they entered the uh, the um, the land of Canaan, you know, Joshua let them conquer the land of Canaan. How many years did Joshua take? Seven years. Interesting. You can count that from uh, um, the, the, the life of uh, Caleb. Caleb was 40 uh, years old when he was a spy. He was 85 years old when they did the land distribution. So uh, they wandered for 38 years and you subtract that you get 70. Uh, you get seven years. So Seven years it took Joshua to conquer the land of Canaan. How long will it take the other Joshua, Yeshua, Jesus, to conquer the world at his second coming? Seven years. Okay, One Joshua, seven years. Another Joshua, Jesus, seven years. Okay, One has conquered Canaan, one has conquered the world. Okay, uh, Interesting. But um, uh, when Joshua led them to conquer the world, the Bible says, when Joshua and the elders who experienced the, the, the crossing of the sea and the exodus were alive, Israel served God. Okay. But uh, that didn't take long, because how old were these elders that didn't die in the wilderness? Because that's 40 years, right? And they are supposed to be 20 years and older at the time of the exodus. So after 40 years, and seven years, how old will they be? S uh, 20 plus 40 plus seven, that would be 67, okay? And then uh, Joshua and the elders, and Joshua's, and uh, Josephus says about 25 years. So they will be about 80 years old, okay? And most of them just died off. So during that time, Israel stopped being faithful. And then the two greatest sins are the religious sins, no surprise, and social sins. So those are recorded in the book of Judges. At the end, there are two appendices to the book. Okay. Uh, I'm not writing my dissertation on the book of Judges now. Okay. And uh, uh, it has a prologue, it has a body, and it has appendix. The appendix has two parts. Okay. Uh, chapters 11, I mean 17 to 18 is about the religious sins. And then Chapters 19 to 21 
are the social thing. So what is the religious thing? They have one guy from the tribe of Ephraim. Uh, his name was Micah, which means one. So uh, he made an idol, okay? Because he's, he's, first of all, he stole from his mother a lot of silver. And his mother cursed whomever stole the silver. And he got afraid, and he returned the money. And the mother says, okay, I'm glad you returned. Now you can keep a portion of it. And then he used that portion to make an idol, a, a, a image of what, whatever uh, thing. And then he appointed his son as a priest. And then it happened there was a Levi who walked by. Because that Levi was a sign in the town of Bethlehem of Judah. He's supposed to be the town pastor. But the people there did not want to pay him. He has no way to make a living. So he wandered north. And then he went to this guy's family in Ephraim. And then this guy has a home um, temple. And he said, why don't you be my um, priest? I'll pay you uh, a, a set of clothes and then this much silver per month. And that guy became the priest of the first idol in Israel. And later, the tribe of Dan, as a part of them, were having trouble settling down in the south because they couldn't fight the, the uh, Canaanites who had the, um, the chariot. They went north. And then they went through this guy's family, and he looted this idol and the priest. So they set up this Danite idol worship center in the city of Dan at the north. And they existed for hundreds of years until the fall of, the, of Shiloh. Uh, so who was that priest? He was Jonathan, the son of Gershom, the son of Moses. So a grandson of Moses became the high priest of the first idol of Israel. How did that sound? Very embarrassing, right? And that's why the Hebrew Bible, they misdirected the Hebrew word of Moses. They make that uh, the vav into a, just add a little bit. A vav looks like this. They make it look like this just add a little bit so a read it son of Manasseh they're trying to cover the name of Moses but we know what it is because in the LXX the Septuagint it says Moshe so um, yeah not everything in the Hebrew Bible is necessarily better that's not when they intentionally alter it so that is only one thing. That's a religious thing. What about a social thing? About the same time, okay, there was a another Levite who crossed over the borderline between the north and the south. He was from Ephraim. He married a concubine from the south, and he went back because his his this concubine was wayward. Went back to her family, and then he went back. He, he missed her. He wants to take her back, but on the way back. This woman was raped to death by a bunch of scoundrels in the tribe of Benjamin. And uh, the rest of the, uh, uh, the Israelite, well, this, this man, he cut his dead wife's uh, body into 12 parts, sent to the 12 tribes 
that we were saying, what would you want to do about this? Okay. So the rest of the tribes, they feared, they say, one of our tribe has become just like the Canaanites. If we do nothing, we will all be judged by God. He will order somebody else to wipe us out as he ordered us to wipe out the Canaanites. You know, the reason God wants the Canaanites to be wiped out is because they all murder their firstborn child. They are all murderers. What do you do with murderers? You kill them, right? So when this one tribe of Israel become like the Canaanites, all the rest of the tribe says, we need to do something. So they demanded the tribe to give up these bad guys, and the tribe says, no, we want local rule. We want state right. And then they won't deal with it. And that's why the rest of the tribes of Israel launched a holy war against one of their tribes called the, 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 the Benjamite Civil War. Okay. It's another s holy war. You know, holy wars is not like regular war where you, you only kill soldiers, fighting soldiers. You don't kill the captives. You don't kill women. You don't kill children. You don't kill uh, you know, uh, old people. And you don't kill the animals take them as loot. But in holy wars, you kill everything. You burn everything because that place is cursed. Okay. So, um, well, Israel killed almost all of the Benjamites except 600 people. And then they started to have mercy. They say, we do not want to kill them. Uh, we want to keep a tribe. So, rather than doing a trial and filter out in the one ones which one is these bad guys? They gave them a whole slate forgiveness and they tried to find wives for them. And so they are inconsistent in this holy war as with the other holy wars. You see, that's the problem of Israel. When they are under the law of God, because they don't have the Holy Spirit, they can't do it consistently. Okay. And uh, uh, when they with some part of them who are really weak, they really follow the world. Quickly, they become just like the world. Okay. So they become inconsistent. They are called the people of God. They act like just the world. Just like the world. Okay. So that's when that's why God said, you don't take the name of the Lord in vain. Israel means the one who wrestled with God. And God won. Okay, God owns him. So Christians, we take the last name, means we belong to Christ, okay? But if we say we are, but we act otherwise, we're inconsistent, okay? And for people who are inconsistent, God will either allow suffering or he will launch judgment by himself, which is usually at the end of a long history of, uh, of disobedience. So as Christians, we know that we have been given a complete forgiveness, pardon, full pardon. That's great, right? But on the other hand, we our inside has been changed by the Holy Spirit. Therefore, we need to make the inside consistent with the outside. Okay? Let your behavior, your thoughts, agree with your nature being born again, with your name being Christ's bride, Christ's body, and uh, uh, God's son, etc. So, uh, thank God he gave us a better situation, but for those who gave more, he requires more. 
therefore we need to be vigilant and then fearful to work out our salvation. We have been given grace, but don't abuse grace. Okay, be grateful, be faithful, be consistent. Deny lie of thinking. Remember Christ suffered on the cross by giving us his body and shedding his blood. We take all of this in remembrance. Dear Lord Jesus Christ, thank you for coming to this world, being the way, the truth, and the life. You have given us the, the purpose, the meaning, and the way of life. We are here believing in you, carrying your name, becoming part of your body, and being betrothed at whole church as your bride. So we have this hope. We have faith. We have hope. We pray that now we would live with a life of total love for God, our Father, and uh, and uh, for one another, because you loved us, so we also react and become just like you. In your name, we pray. Amen. Thank you.